You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face said that I must eat this pie? Welcome to Jon Snow Fangirls Anonymous, a worldwide fellowship of women who help each other with their Jon Snow feelings. This is a closed meeting. You are welcome to stay if you have a desire to obsess over Jon Snow. If you have negative feelings about Jon Snow, we ask that you only listen during the meeting. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode nine, The Watcher on the Walls, and I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Jess. So before we get into episode nine, I want to talk a little bit about how the rest of Fire and Lunch met Pedro and uh, also about our King's Landing feast. Well, still not me. I didn't meet him. I wasn't there. So, oh, Lauren, you weren't there. I thought you were there. No. no. Well, that's better because you didn't embarrass yourself the way we did. <laughs> I still have dignity. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard that uh, that Megan had a had an interesting encounter. <laughs> she she swooned at the feet. For the record, it had nothing to do with him. I just tripped over some items that we had placed near our feet. Uh-huh. And fell on him, but that's it. It had nothing to do. <laughs> to be fair, I've seen Megan Pedro. fall before, so I believe this to be true. I don't know. I, I watched it happen. But to provide context, should we say that we went to go see him in Shakespeare in the Park, which is put on by the Public Theater every summer in New York City and Central Park, and they're doing Much Ado About Nothing at the moment, and he plays. Pedro John, right? No, Don. No, no wait, Don, Don John. Don John. His Don brother John. is Don John, <laughs> which is Don, John the bastard. Don Pedro. Yes, it's very yeah, confusing. Don John the bastard. Yes, and he sits under an orange tree to start the uh, the show, which was amusing to me more than anyone else. I think. <laughs> yeah, like me and Jenny were endlessly amused by like little nods that we were seeing, which didn't exist. And Jess, who I thought would be with us, we kept like poking at her, and she's like, "Shut the fuck up! I want to watch some play." <laughs> I was really into it, like they're like John the Bastard, and I'm so I hear like somebody hitting me. <laughs> like you're taking me out of the play, guys. <laughs> it actually was a really good production, so I'm I'm glad we got to see it, and it was a beautiful day. I'm just glad mm. I had a sharpie so that he was able to sign our stuff. Yes. I like how Katie's completely ignoring the fact that she was a total tool towards Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> She's like brushing over it. You said we wouldn't talk about that. Wow. <laughs> Explain. Yeah, this part I didn't hear. So, okay. So, like, Megan fell and felt him up a little bit. And Pedro was trying to, like, brush it off. He goes, oh, hey, yeah, there's a fence right there. And I looked him dead in the eye and was like, yeah, keen observation. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's so, and then we just kind of stared at each other. And he's so good looking that, like, normally you can, like, smile, have a little, like, comment, ha-ha, laugh. And, like, just the bravado drained out of me. So it was one of those ridiculous things where I just stared at him for a while and looked like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we are smooth-ass motherfuckers. Uh, and what did you guys try to have him sign? It was oh, just the, the playbills. Play he just They didn't have pens or anything, so I happened to grab a Sharpie on my way out. 
which I was glad that I did. Although he kept trying to hand it back to us after he signed everyone, and we're like, no, I, I no, keep I'm this like, pen just, keep just, just for like it. two more people. <laughs> but I mean, he was also he just recovered from there's a Lily Rab. Uh, <laughs> fangirl next to us who oh was God. having quite the emotional breakdown about meeting her and he was so sweet he saw that she was like crying and shaking and like going through this whole thing and he's like hold on let me get lily for you and you hear him in the background going yo you need to come see this girl she's really into seeing you and like it was just very sweet and then he goes from that to us like six girls just kind of like hi can you sign our programs like he he was controlling <laughs> he was holding himself up pretty well and we offered him Advil. Yes, we, we did. He has had a headache for a while now. His face looked very good for having been smashed. Oh, please, I don't want to hear about not... it. I can't even look at grapes anymore because of my mother. But speaking but... of grapes, there were grapes on our salad I know, at the feast. They... Oh, nice. Nice segue. But they weren't, I know, right? They weren't purple, so it was okay. That's true. He wasn't bleeding green blood. No. Ooh. But we did. Right, we, so went you... to, we went to uh, a plate. What was it called? I don't, was it? Uh... Common? Third Common? Common, like right. West Third West Common. Third Common. And yeah. they had that King's Landing feast. So we had a six-course meal of King's Landing-type foods. And lots and lots of alcohol. <laughs> lots and lots of alcohol. It was apparently put on by Order Fire NYC. Yeah. Who then followed us later. The people who were there, Heather in particular, they were great. Yeah, they were really good. Super accommodating, yeah. They thanked us for coming. They said it was an honor to have us. Oh. Yes. I sent her another email thanking her because she, really, she was really sweet and really helpful. I think she was just excited that we were really into it since no one else yeah. seemed to be. Yeah, can we talk about how okay. everyone else in that room was kind of boring? Yeah. Yeah, except for those Seriously. two girls that we talked to. Well, at the yeah, end. I have to give a shout out to two to the two people we talked with afterwards. They're awesome. Were they the ones that had their backs to Todd at the table? Yes. Because yes. yeah. they seemed like the only ones who had any like pulse in the room. Yeah. So props to Justine and Christine. I think yep. so. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Well, before we get to season five, we have to finish season four. Yeah. Uh, so we're almost done. We just watched The Watcher on the walls. And we're going to do our ratings now. So, Jenny, remind me how, how, to, how the ratings go. Um, okay, so we rate our episodes based on our Frey Pie rating scale. Um, we take the three Freys that were baked into Manderley's Pies, Rhaegar, Jared, and Simon, and assigned random values to them, Rhaegar being the best, Jared in the middle, and Simon the worst. Yeah, and what did you rate the episode, Jenny? Um, well, I watched it again just before we started and that made it a lot better because I wasn't expecting certain things so I mean the actual like I really enjoyed the episode so like as it was I would probably give it a Rhaegar but like in terms of adaptation it really was like I'd give adaptation I'd give that like a, a low Jared like it's placed in the season I'd probably give it with like overall pacing issues I'd probably give it a Simon but so I guess somewhere in there it's like a a Jared with, yeah, with I think some Rhaegar <laughs> I think we were all were kind of agreeing like we're not as an adaptation I think we we're all pretty like disappointed but but like I really enjoyed watching it so yeah the yeah, watching exactly. experience I would give it a Rhaegar yeah Katie uh, yeah, sorry, talking out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I as a TV show episode, it was exciting, and I still, even in the TV show 
do care about the Northern storyline. Um, so for me, it was great. It was great to see this. And I, <laughs> Maggie and Jess and I were clinging to each other. So I think I had a good time just because we were all being so ridiculous. Um, so I would give it a Rhaegar. But as an adaptation, the more that I thought about it, the more disappointed I got just because I knew there were so many beats that I wanted to see. And I got enough of them that I felt good. But as an adaptation, I would give it a Simon. But I'm I'm concentrating on the TV show and being happy about it. So Rhaegar. Megan. I'm gonna talk for a while. No, <laughs> I'll try to be brief. <laughs> um, I have to preface my rating by just saying that this sequence of events in the books is like my favorite part of the entire book series yep. so far. And I've been waiting yep. like ten years since I read A Storm of Swords to see this get adapted somewhere. So I went, but I did go into it assuming that a lot of my favorite moments just wouldn't make it because the show does seem to cut a lot of my favorite John moments. So I kind of was accepting that. That being said, though, I still give the episode a Rhaegar and probably a Rhaegar a la mode because I just loved it. I thought it was a great episode of TV. I thought it worked very well within the showverse. And like I said, I've accepted a while ago that the books in the show will be really different. So even though there might be some things I was missing, I still I know I still have the books. So it's fine that they weren't in the show. I'm actually okay with it. And the more I think about it, the more okay with it I am. So I still thought it was true to the spirit of the books, which is why I loved it so much. And I, I don't know. I just really loved it. And it gives me a lot of feelings. So I loved it. <laughs> uh, Jess? I'm with Megan when she's talking about like the spirit of the book. Because obviously there's so many factors that aren't there in this scene. Donald Noy sat in. Uh, just the nature of the whole battle sequence of its two attacks going on at the same time. But as an episode of television, I really loved it. Um, so I'm giving it a Rhaegar. It's just nice. I love all those characters. Like, when I'm reading A Song of Ice and Fire, like, these are the people that get me excited. Gren, Egret, John, all these people. <laughs> I love them. I love them all. Tormund, Stop naming so all the see. dead people. I know. Tormund's not dead. <laughs> I know. So to see, them, to see them all in, like, Dollar is said, it's just nice that, like, this is about them for once, you know, and everybody had their own special moments in the episode. And I really liked it. I mean, I had some minor quibbles with it, um, I'm not as upset about certain things not happening in this episode as some people just because they happen later in the books and it's going to happen anyway. So but we'll, I'm assuming we're going to get there in the podcast. But yes. Yeah. So Rhaegar for me. And Lauren? I'm going to give it a Rhaegar with the slice missing. <laughs> okay. A half-eaten Rhaegar? No, not a half. Just partial. Just a, just partially, partially eaten Just a Rhaegar. piece taken. Um, Nibbled. <laughs> I, I'm a little upset that they um that they killed off Pip and Gren because I <laughs> well we can go into it later what what what, yes. what bothers me about that but um but for the most part I I I really liked the episode I mean last night it was a little difficult to watch it in uh in, during the King's Landing feast because the way I was sitting I was like in a really weird position and my neck was killing me by the time I got home and so uh so like when I just watched it again now I was like oh hi I like you. So um, <laughs> I just I just had that one issue, but for the most part, I thought it was a good episode. Rachel, uh, I, I give it I give it a Jared with a slice of Simon. I uh, I also didn't think that it was the best adaptation, but beyond that, I didn't think it was very good television. I think I was more into the episode of RuPaul's Drag Race that I watched this morning <laughs> than I was into that episode for a variety of reasons that I'll get into, but a lot of it was pacing and a lot of it was the way that it fits into the story that they've set up 
in the ser in the television show that I just felt was a disservice uh, to some of those characters. But it wasn't the worst episode of the series, so it doesn't get a Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, can I ask, did you feel like it was really stupid for them to have Tyrion's basically like his death sentence happen at the end of the last episode and then going into this. I don't think I, it, like... I don't think it would have been stupid if they had delivered this episode the way that they advertised that this episode nine was going to be. Uh, especially when I saw the previews for episode ten, episode nine felt bloated and unnecessary. I mean, a lot Honestly. of people, yeah. when I was reading my Unsullied things, they were felt kind of like this episode was filler in a way. And I know that's blasphemy on this podcast, but... Um... <laughs> no, no, no. But I know, like, I'm like... going against our sponsor message right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, they, the reason I think they felt that way is because a lot of them do care more about the King's Landing storyline, so they were... Because, I mean, we, we have the benefit of knowing what happens with Tyrion, whereas show-only watchers are, like, left hanging, and then they go to the wall. And then, I mean, this is my one issue with the episode as an episode of television, and as an episode within the show, is the fact that they didn't finish it. Yeah. So, I mean... Watching it again. Like, why did you dedicate an entire episode to this, and then you're going to dedicate half the next episode right. to it? Right. So like, it's still continuing on into episode ten, like, which is fine. And like, watching it again, knowing that that wasn't going to happen at the end, it made it a lot easier for me to watch, and I, I felt a lot better about it. Because I mean, when <laughs> we're watching it in the bar, it was like, it's like, what? That's it? Wait, shouldn't there be more? Because it just well, went I by really fast. I started getting nervous when we had most of the first half of the episode being Sam, you know, kind of talk. It was a lot of Sam. And this was supposed to be kind of a John episode. I don't think it was a John episode at all. Yeah. I think it was a, I, yeah. it was a wall it, it episode. It ended up not being so. one. It, it yeah. was more of a, Sam was the MVP, I think, of the episode at the end of it. I wouldn't he, call him the MVP, but he was definitely the main character in it. He showed the most growth out of anybody. Yeah. Like, his character showed the most growth in this episode than anybody else. No, I don't think that's true. I think John shows a lot of growth too, because no, John is the same guy at the beginning that he is at the end of that episode. Yeah. I, I disagree. I, I disagree because I disagree. it's like when, when, when you see him with, with Gren and like he closes his eyes and it's, it's, Ugh. you can I tell he's, he's, he knew he was sending Gren to his death when he sent him. No, of course yeah, he knew that. that. Of course he knew that, but it's the, I, I, I have to say goodbye this way. And then I have to shut it down. And that's what was, you know, that's think, the growth in him, that he's able to shut it down. And that's that leads him more towards being the Lord Commander, where he has to separate himself. Uh, before we get um, any more into this, I do want to cover what we have we liked about the episode. <laughs> um, so we can talk about more as John as, as being sort of a leader, because I feel like he was sort of reframed as instead of a rebel as a leader in this episode. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Well, he's finally getting his chance to shine in that way. It's like, you know, he's he's tried on numerous occasions and then he gets shut down. But but today, but today, but the episode last night was he finally got to be a little stronger. And then at one point when he's when someone says that, you know, he's not the Lord Commander and and Gren's like, that's not the way it's working. So, like, it, it shows that he's he has some control over the men and that 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 they'll they'll follow him. 
Well, I mean, I loved that scene where Janos is put in charge of the wall. <laughs> he's and like, what, me? Kind of, oh, God. <laughs> he's like, but it was hysterical because he's giving these orders and everyone knows they're bullshit. And they finally say to him, look, there are giants riding mammoths down there. He's like, giants aren't real. Anything. And Grunt's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I think I hear, like, Alistair calling you. <laughs> no, you Grunt actually go. disappears and comes back like he was he was never there. Like, it was yeah. just like, oh, I just got here. He's been looking for you. Yeah, he was great. He, like, snuck away. Like, oh, oh, he was totally not here. You, you should go check on that. He's yeah, I love that. He probably knew that Gren was also there. He's like, oh, he he knew that he was bullshitting. Yeah, he's like, oh, look, a way out. See ya. Exactly. Oh, Slint. And it's just funny, like, running down to Gilly. I know. And meanwhile, she's more badass than he is. Like, she's, like, I in love the corner. And she's like, no. The door and he's, like, cowering in the corner. It was great. <laughs> I was I mean, concerned like, for them being locked in the storeroom. I was like, did she have a key to get out? What if they set it on fire? I was a little worried yeah, about no, that myself. They do set it on fire in the book. Yeah. Oh, shit. I totally forgot that. Yeah, I did too. But no, I was a little concerned about that as well. And I'm like, why is he locking her in there? I mean, it. John's, like, his leadership role kind of happened a different way, like different plot points. But it's the same kind of idea where he kind of happened by default. You know, he yeah. was the only person there that kind of knew. So that was kind of cool that they showed that. It was just a different spirit. We got Knockjaw loose. Yeah. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. I freaked out. That's all <laughs> I ever wanted. <laughs> I do miss the speech, though. I miss that that rousing, you know. I was very much looking you forward to that. You mean speech? Yeah, I know. I know. I actually really didn't funny. mind that with Thorn. Because, like, at one point he even says to him, like, you know, I want this to be over so you can go back to hating, you know, I can go back to hating you and you can hopefully get killed by, by a wildling. Like, you know, and it's like, you know, he's still a man oh, yeah. of the I watch. Mean, he, was a, he was still a dick about it, but he was the hero of the night. I think there are many heroes of the night. I don't think you can say there's many heroes of the night. I think everybody like got to be a hero in, yeah. in some way. Even Pip shot somebody before he got that shot himself. That was my himself. favorite. That was my favorite line of the show. I got Can one. I is it over? Oh, is it over? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's totally Sam like being a... kind of a bitch to people. That, that was a satin line right there, where he's like, "I got one," and John's like, "Get another." I, well, I refer to, to Ollie as mini satin or baby satin because yeah. he's, he will never be satin. No, he's not going to be satin, but at least he has the the bow and arrow. The way satin was really good as as an archer, so that's why he's baby satin to me. That's very like Paris and Achilles, where it's like, "Oh, I'm going to be the hero and shoot the guy," and then he shoots a Greek. Didn't a Greek kill his father? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was like, A, I'm going to protect the guy who's assumed command, and I'm going to take revenge on my father. I just like that he gives that little nod to John. He's like, Yeah, yeah look, look I what I did. It. I got you, bro. I told you I can save rabbits. <laughs> they didn't believe so, him. Yeah. Well, so what did you guys think of the death scene? Which one? There were three. Egrets. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it was obviously different than the books that she's actually alive when. Not alive, but like healthy alive when he sees her. And I thought like the smile he gave her was really sweet. And her trying to hold back her smile. And she knew in that moment she couldn't kill him. And then like that hesitation was what like cost her her life. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really beautiful. I, I thought both of them were amazing in it. Mm -hmm. um, some of their best acting. His best acting, Agreed. I think, to date. Agreed. And, you know, I think they both like knocked it out of the park. I was really worried about their performances and whether... You know, it would work. It would come off as cheesy, but it was sufficiently heartbreaking 
and also very romantic too. So I, I personally loved it. I loved it too. Rose always breaks my heart. Sorry, Megan. No, I was just going to say I loved it too. And I love that they kept mo- yeah. not all of the dialogue in the death scene, but a lot of it. And I think the most important part, which was her saying, you know, nothing. Cause I just think that's heartbreaking, which is the only time it doesn't piss me the hell off to hear to hear that line like i don't it's in the it's show it's not so bad yeah in the show but it's, it's never bothered me in the books either oh, in the... it's just another way of saying you're ignorant of you know things that are you know beyond your control that you don't understand and it's hey you know, check your ignorance at the door no i understand that but that line being written over and over and over in the book is the reason i didn't like the character because i found that line to be so irritating that i just didn't care anymore so, words are win, Lauren. Words which is why win. I like her in the show, because she doesn't say it 8,000 times. Although apparently people still feel like she did. Oh no, oh no. In the book, it's... Oh, they in don't the, understand. In the book, I know. In the book, it's like every 36 seconds, and it's it. I was like, by the time she died in the book, I was like, thank goodness, I'll never have to fucking hear this again. <laughs> well, that's George's Until particular Melisandre tick. Yeah. You know, and that's Tormund, George and Val, yeah. and John. Can we talk about Ed? Yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. That side thing was badass. I did like I when just... he said, Ed, you have the wall. And like, His oh, face God. was like, what? What? <laughs> My favorite Ed line, because he always has the best lines in this television show, was uh, they're all cheering. He's like, well, don't cheer yet. There's like, a, they still outnumber us. He's like, they're like, outnumber like, totally, us a thousand to total, one. Yeah, yeah, total dour dollar is Ed moment right there. No, I love him so much. I thought like he was great in it too. And that's nice. Everybody had their moments in this episode. At least they didn't kill yeah. him off on us. They can't. He has to fetch a block. <sighs> so do you guys think Grit was just talking up a lot this episode as far as like killing John? I think she was think? trying to convince herself that she could. I agree. Yeah. That's how well, I interpreted it. Also, if she didn't present that way to anybody in her troop there they would have killed her yeah so i mean she kind of had to beef up that her bravado um so speaking of that chain (laughs) there's the joke that this is the chain that's supposed to make up for the lack of the chain in the black water (laughs) but it also that chain has taken the place of a lot of uh you know a lot of the tactics that the night's watch uses to defend the wall uh what do you guys think about it? Was it fine? Did you did you like it? Was it like the was it the climax moment in the battle for you? Visually, it was great, and if they were gonna do something, they had to do something flashy because it is a TV show. Um, I don't know that they could have presented all of the clever stuff that they were doing in the books just because they had to get a lot into that like half hour fight. So I don't see, think of it as a climax because for me the character moments were, but I thought it was some cool shit to see. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how they actually froze it to the wall. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, have they never used that before? Yeah. Like, I'm like what's going so, on? Well, it's like they weren't preparing for this, so clearly it's been there a while. Yeah, so like how do you... Brand the Builder built it into the wall, guys. Yeah. Fucking badass, he would. But then how do you reset it? <laughs> You gotta wait for the cold right. to come again. That's a lot of work. You don't you're fucked. <laughs> it was a one trick pony. Also, Yarwick, we'll get it done, enough. guys. What? What? Um, how do you pull it up there? For, for one thing, you know, it's got to weigh, a, you know, several tons. Yeah, I have no the, idea. They, yeah, they don't have enough men to put reset it. Like that was it. 
Perhaps they should have waited until Mans actually showed up. Yeah, right? Who? No, there was too many of them climbing up the wall at that time. And, like, that, they had to do it at that moment. And now there's an extra hand, so if Jamie needs one. But the wall defends itself. Well, I actually did think of that. Like, the scythe is doing this, but norm like in the book it's the wall actually does that and it's part of the magic of the wall and i was kind of bummed that that didn't happen it's why they were terrified of it too the wildlings about climbing it i do miss the turtle yeah and like them like trying to knock knock it over yeah i always think that's a george reference when he's like (laughs) yeah totally that's his stanley cameo yeah, I, I liked it. I, I didn't mind it. I liked the giant, like, with his bow and arrow. That was, <laughs> that was cool. badass. That was, like, a big motherfucking bow and arrow. And the oh, mammoth. God, that was crazy. Did they really take down that one giant with just an arrow to the back? Or was he going to, like, get back like up a, again? I think it was, like, a sweet. I think he was dead because the other guy was really ticked off. And I'm yeah, that's true. Them. Is that, like, a father and son? Cause I, I don't know. Because I watched the episode today, and one of them was really much older, and he was, like, fuming. And it just reminds me of the song Last of the Giants, like, Rowino, that's, like, one of the last few ones. So that's probably why. What song? There's a yeah, song? I was going to say, that's got to be Mags, right? It's the only, yeah. Uh, yeah. only one that got a couple close-ups. Yeah. Mag the Mighty. I'm assuming that's, like, a, a relative or just one of the few remaining giants. And that's why he was so angry afterwards. And I felt it. It was like, he just introduced these characters. And I, I still felt for them just because I always find that really sad in the books. How their their numbers are dwindling, obviously, and what's her face? Leaf says it also in the books later on in Dance of Dragons. I thought they that. were gorgeous. I thought they were so I want one one. done. Yeah. One, one. Though, though I wonder why they didn't have like the old tongue. They were kind of just like 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 animalistic, but they kind of aren't like that. Well, you know, they kinda of have a language. They're speaking the same grunty McGrunterson language that the Fen speak. <laughs> yeah. So that must be the old tongue. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they probably haven't paid that guy yet to make the language. They're probably yeah. like, it's in progress. It's probably so not in progress. Dude. That was the White Walker dude and uh, Gregor Clegane, right? In season two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That, that one scene, he's, he's, how many characters has this guy Ian White been on Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't know. Well, how many, like, how many massive ass people do they have in Europe? They gotta, yeah, it's they just have. Like, bring them along for all these scenes. We need you now. So, oh, great. did you guys have anything else that you liked about the episode that you wanted to talk about? Sheila the Bear. <laughs> Sheila the Bear. Torment's story? Yes. Torment's story and Egrit's reaction to his story. That was so fucking you funny. You fuck a bear. <laughs> I don't care about the fucking bear. I don't want to think about the (laughs) bear you didn't fuck. Oh my god. Can we also talk about Gren's death? Because it took over Donald Noy's death. This is something that we we enjoyed? I I, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed Gren's death. I can't talk to you. (laughs) No, that was like my favorite. That was one of my favorite beats in like the whole series. Like them just reciting the night's of the Night's Watch vow. Well, that was beautiful, and you guys, yes. Yeah, and you guys mentioned it in the show notes about how, you know, you, you see in that moment that they're all so young. And they're not soldiers. Yeah. They're civilians. You know what I mean? But, like, you knew in that moment, you see that they're, they're boys and they're terrified with them. And then also with Pip shaking, like, his hands. And I, I love the grand moment where he's, like, you know, trying to build up their confidence for this this moment where they're just reciting their vows. I was I was tearing up during it. It wasn't 
expecting to get so emotional over it. Yeah, that was a so was. that was a sobbing motion for a mo moment for me. I I I cried. I cried for that. I cried for Pip. And then when I rewatched it, I cried knowing we were going back to those two scenes. So I just yeah, I was sobbing through those. <laughs> the thing with like Gren that now is uniquely because they replaced Donald Noy with Gren. Now you have this really like nice moment where Gren was in that scene at the end of season one reciting the Night's Watch vows to John to get him to come back and then at the end of his life he's reciting them again so it kind of like bookends those two things yeah. from like season one and now that's true which wouldn't have yeah it wouldn't have worked out had we had Donald Noy so that's kind of a cool thing that but the show Donald Noy is awesome and it would have been nice to there have him awesome. yeah yeah but like how many people are they gonna pay <laughs> They have to trim down the cast at some yeah, point. Yeah, well, was, it was weird to me that there just were not, like, the only people manning the wall were, like, young men and Eamon. Poor And Eamon. then, like, Alistair Thorne. And there, what, there didn't seem, that whole generation of, like, older Night's Watchmen that had served with Benjen, uh, they were, you know, and then all died, and that is why leadership sort of passes on to the next generation. They don't exist. So it's just like this gang of kids that kind of don't know what they're doing and they're all just wandering around waiting for John to tell them what to do. I I don't know. I was super frustrated by that. But that's how it is in the book. Those people are dead or they're not at the wall. I mean, in the book, Thorne's not there, but it is still the young people or the older people. They're not, it's not even really rangers. It's so, it's just right, like the right, stewards. It's, it's the stewards. They still had they still had a duty like they weren't just wandering around. I see. I guess I didn't see them as wandering around, but I think I think we just disagree on that. Um, I mean, I think I think you don't see all of that stuff in the book because you're focused on John, whereas you just see it in the background in the show. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because I think it's what, a point I of view in the, the book. I think what's happening is because they they had the fighting happening on from two different directions and they were flipping back and forth from the top of the wall to what was going on at the bottom of the wall. I just, it was, it felt just like completely chaotic <clears throat> and like they had no plan and that they all survived by pure chance and luck. Well, that's why it was pure chance and luck um, because um, in the books, the wildlings are disorganized anyway. But the also, or wildlings seemed way more organized than the Night's Watch in this episode. I, I didn't I see it that way so. at all. I thought both sides took hits, both sides had deaths, and then in the end, the Night's Watch clearly won. I mean, it was obvious that they had more people alive at the end than the Three Folk did, except for the people on the other side of the wall, obviously. They're not trained. They're not trained soldiers. The wildlings. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the thing I think is in the book, especially with the battle on that side of the wall, which I just read that chapter. So is because there's a lot of discussion of what the plan is, and you clearly see what they're doing. Whereas because of the way it's shot, because they don't have those leaders in place, like planning, and they didn't have any planning, like it seems really chaotic versus how yeah. it was in the book. Well, for example, like the point of the, the the way that they connected, you know, Tormund's, you know, his group with Mansa's group was like they were supposed to attack Castle Black and open the gate, right? I guess they they didn't do that, and so the giants and the mammoths are working on the gate. I don't know why, because they're the plan is 
Tormund's people are supposed to open the gate. So, like, why aren't they waiting for that? I, I don't they... know if that's the case in the in the television show. I think it was just like attack from both sides. Yeah, to that, cause that's chaos. Why... And they even had that like shot where it pans from like the southern side of the wall yeah. over the wall to the northern side. I think it's different in the show than than the plan in the book because obviously the battles are happening at entirely different times. So. Right. Which, if you interpret it that way, then you can kind of see the disorganization of the wildlands because yeah, instead super of like, frustrating because you know. it's like what are they doing this doesn't make sense like well i mean this is where i have issues with the whole pacing of the entire season is because they have been stalling for eight episodes to get to this point and i mean it's everything that we've been talking about all season that it loses the immediacy because like i'm even like all the people's frustration with like them not warning Molestown, like those things, like they do, like well, like John warns Molestown on the way back, and then they get all of those people, and like it just, it all just feels really clumsy because they're not, they're just stalling in the yeah. show, and I feel like they that's frustrating been better to, to me. have taken this battle and then the partial battle that we're going to get in episode ten and stretched it over the last three or four episodes because then they could have made the battle last a couple days. Yeah, you know, via pacing through the series, and they could have they could have spent a little bit more time going back and forth, not just between what's happening on either side of the wall, but what's happening on either side of the continent. But because we because we're just spending an entire episode on John after stalling for seven episodes, seven eight episodes, it's like okay, well, there's going to be some kind of payoff here, and then there's not. There wasn't any kind of payoff. Like, okay, yeah, we get John taking, like, an active leadership role, and Alistair Thorne has been critically wounded. Uh, So what? Like, I just wasn't, I wasn't impressed. I feel like, I feel like having the Stannis ending, not just, not because it's Stannis, whatever people's issues with that, people saying that, but, like, having that would make it a complete episode, and since they were making this as a, Suppose well, it seemed like they were making it as a standalone episode, the yeah. way they did with Blackwater. Like Blackwater ended, it began and it ended. I mean, they had a whole lot more build up for Blackwater and things that made more sense for that one than they did with this one. But like, it would. I just think it would have made a more yeah, complete like, story with Stannis ending. Yeah, it would have been more exciting if they had like cut all that stuff with Sam in half. And I realize that they're trying to set up some stuff for next season, but like I, you know, they, there's a lot of stuff that goes back to episode one and two, you know, with the pacing and why they didn't have time for that. But right. they could have they could have moved a lot of John's stuff up towards the front of that episode and then had him in the chaos and during the fight in the in the in the tunnel get through and go to the other side and start all of that nonsense. Like, well, I mean, that would have been exciting. If, if they had, if they had like, shortened the beginning of the episode and had the fighting start earlier and actually used... The, I mean, if they're going to spend all the money and if they're going to have more of it anyway in episode 10, like, they clearly could have used that time yeah. for I mean, this episode. So I don't really understand why they didn't. Can I, mean, I say why it, I think they might not have yeah. ended with Stannis? One, it's exactly like how Blackwater kind of ended with another army coming in and saving Mm -hmm. the day. But two, it stops being about the Night's Watch. Then it's about Stannis saving the day, when I think it's really important to recognize that the Night's Watch does a big deal by stopping the Free Folk attack for that time period. And that it's a big deal for Jon. I mean, 
if you end with Stannis, it becomes less of like it becomes yeah, less important. Kinda, yeah, it, it's like they need to be saved in some way. Yeah. Like they didn't save themselves. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree with that. And I actually I've thought about this a lot because everybody was freaking out and they're giving this episode like ones on Westeros because of the Stannis thing. But I Oh have Westeros. To, but I have to mention the fact that these people are book fans, but they don't realize John has to treat with Mance first. You know, yeah. I mean, I still would have wanted that to happen. It would have just yeah, been like a been very rushed, end thing. I think it would have yeah. been. Yeah. Ru- yeah, I think it would have been rushed. I, I'm actually like looking. But back I still think it's going to be rushed in the next episode because they still have to do a lot yeah, of stuff with got, everybody else. That's what I'm worried about. Lines. So, like, I well, feel I like mean, if they had shortened a little bit of the beginning or taken out some of the Sam stuff and put it in this episode, it would have had more like room to breathe. Well, I, I don't know. They did. They did a massive, and they've done it since season two they did a massive disservice to john's character full soft period they can't write him and i was trying really hard to be positive about it but i feel like they kind of veered off in season two and then ever since then they really don't know what to do with him so whereas this could have been like rachel was saying like you know stretch out the battle over a couple of episodes give him more to do the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I've been seeing from everybody, like that I talk to on like reviews of people that are writing it up, like critics, is that everyone is saying, but I don't care about the Northern right. storyline. So why am I watching a standalone episode? And that like bums me out because I, he I is agree. a major But it's character. not realistic to expect them to spread it out over many episodes. Like, of course, I would have liked them to do that. But I also accept that they don't have the budget or the capacity to do that. And I, gotta, and I was going to say Neil Marshall is the director of this, and you know what I mean? They probably wanted him to direct the entire thing. I mean, there has to be an element of it. He was planning this since June. They could have shot that episode and cut that episode up. Yeah, exactly. But it's the director's... It doesn't work that way with the DGA, though. I don't think you can do that, really. Okay, but then why didn't they give more for him to do? Like, why didn't they actually build up his character? You, You could sit there and write a million amazing scenes for Tyrion Lannister and develop him as a character and make this really work so that Blackwater is paid off and there's no battle like this is all just scenes for him but for John, you just like basically throw him out there have him give some dour looks and then oh here's an episode that you're all supposed to care about even though well, the Tyrion thing about it is, is John is the hero of the series yeah. and he should be given more more to do and we should give a shit about John and not Thorn and not anybody exactly. else in that episode and we should give a shit about him and Egret and like we do because we read the books but i'm not certain that any of that is being you know is being given to the fans that are only watching the show and i think that that's a disservice i think i I agree agree. for them i feel bad like because me like i'm emotional over all these characters because i have that that background knowledge and it's like seeing this all this stuff come to fruition you know what i mean so i can understand from you know, my perspective, I, I'm really emotional over these characters, but I'm emotionally invested in them. But that's, like, my my own, like, obsession with this whole storyline and plot. So I can totally understand why people don't like it, and it, and it really ticks me off. And I, the only people you have to blame for it are David and David Dan. David and Dan. The first um, not thing my the coworker, actors, not any... No, it's, it's, no, 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 it's not them. It's the writing. The first thing that my coworker said to me this morning when she saw me was, I really didn't like that episode because I don't care about the North. Well, that's my whole thing. Like, they, it's not, like, when I was reading the stuff about, like, people talking about how they liked Blackwater over uh, this episode, is they were talking about all the different, like, 
players in the Blackwater episode. Like, you had Tyrion, you had Joffrey, you had the Hound, you had Stannis, you had Sansa. Cersei, you had Sansa, yeah, you had Shay, you had... Everybody at the wall you know, and nobody except for right. John. And that's why it's sad, because you know, we read the books and we're like, oh, we like this character and this character. They're like, they have small roles, but, like, they still mean something, because... You get to know something about them. And this is and, why I had a problem with them killing off Pip and Gren. But I do, th- I understand why they did, because if they didn't do it, do, if they didn't kill them, they would have been killing kill. nameless people. Right, so I right, understand yeah. why they did it with the limitations that they set for themselves. And so I, I understand, I mean, and I was sad because I was supposed to be sad because these are characters that I actually do care about in the show. But like, in the book, it's like, I get sad that Deaf Dick Follard falls off a tower because he shoots him. He's in it for, like, two minutes, but you still get something about him because they, he, Martin takes the time to, you know, give you little nuggets about these characters that make you care about them. And, I mean, on the free folk side, too, I mean, we don't... Yeah, I, mean, he, I mean, you he, know about, you know, Big Boyle's boil and john's saying like you know oh he gets shot in the leg now he won't be complaining about his boil i mean like you don't get any of that stuff in the show the north is prioritized in the books because then we know that they're supposed to be so then maybe it's not prioritized but it's characterized right okay yeah that's a better word we've been given i mean i think what megan is saying is true like i i in sort of encapsulating it so that it's a story about the Night's Watch, that yeah. makes perfect sense when, when she said that. That That's was like, fair. oh, yeah, dang, that makes sense. But I don't think that it – I think it it just didn't make me feel like, yeah, the Night's Watch. What awesome guys. They really dug in and they, like, repelled the invaders. Like, I just kind of was like, oh, well, you know, good thing there's a fucking wall there because they suck. Speaking of walls, why did the castle have walls and gates? To give because they had a two pronged attack and otherwise they would have been murdered. <laughs> Just a little nitpick, anyway. Continue. Well, and consistency because they had the gate back in season one, I think. Yeah. Did they? I don't remember. Yeah, they had like a little, you know, area. Yeah. Always thought it was stupid in the books that they never had a gate there. Yeah, they it's like a dumb thing. Like, oh, like you know, it's dumb. Yeah. No, it's not. They're not allowed to because they're. I, not, I understand that. They're I not just sovereign. Think it's, I know. I just think it's silly that you wouldn't have it because you could potentially get invaders. You know, somebody could start a war yeah. with the Night's Watch. You never know. Like, but, well, I thought the one that the. Really, oh, I was just going to say I the one in the show. Can I just Megan jump first, in a Megan second? But, well, mine's about the yeah. gate, so it's just. Oh. I was just going to say that it not very strong even in the show like i think I know. it's like clearly meant to like keep out wild animals or whatever like it's not really meant to be like a def- like it's, it's a, a defense keep out those rabbits yeah i wanted to say one thing Lord. about the unsullied because you you know you seem to get the impression that all the unsullied doesn't care about the north but i don't think that's true i mean i agree you know like i had asked my mother earlier because she had watched the episode and i'm like what did you think and she's like oh my god it was so great it was so beautiful and she was just going on and on about the giants and the mammoths and and everything and and like you know that not it may not come across everybody. to everybody that the unsullied, you know, to the unsullied that the North is unimportant. To some people, it's it is. It's just I think it's just more of a. It's it's just more of a if you actually have any affinity for these characters and if these characters mean anything exactly. to you. And my mother and and one of her coworkers, who's another one who's who even just started watching in season two. She never even watched season one, much less read the books. And she's like crazy about the North as well. So I think it's I I don't think it's a complete you know, 
for the most part. Some people are predisposed to like those stories anyway, but I think people that do care about the South don't, like, people who would care about the South in the books might still care about the North because they get to know those characters equally, whereas in the show they don't. So, like, there's people that are still going to like the North because they'd like the North anyway, but I think it's not grabbing everybody because of the issues well, we've discussed. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's fine now, but now they're building it up. And so now you had a whole episode. It's like maybe getting people used to the fact that now we're pushing John who's kind of been on the, you know, the sidelines really, kind of almost like a minor character, even though he's not a minor character, like now pushing him as, yeah, we're going to devote a whole episode to his storyline. Like now, guys, take him seriously, you know? Even I hope if, so. Even if, you have to force, even if you have to, like, force it, like, sooner or later, people are going to grow to like them. They, you know, Ned Stark was the main character in, in season one, you know, and now it's even, like, you know, Tyrion is, same thing with Jamie Lannister, right? And the Hound, too. The Hound was not a major character, you know, really before Blackwater. You know, it was only True. after that episode that, you know, you saw more Sandra Clegane, you know, doing his own thing. So, moving forward, hopefully... You know, people's opinions will change, and I think they have. He was trending on Twitter yesterday. Not the proper <laughs> Not, it was spell, no, but it whatever. was it was proper <laughs> but, later, but the first trending was JOH. But I appreciated that. You know, Jon Snow's name was trending. I think that that says something about him, and I think people do like Jon. He's one of the few heroes on the show, yeah. and you know that you can you can feel happy and not feel any sort of embarrassment like cheering for this guy because he is a genuinely good person. He tries to stand up for the weaklings. You know. I think people like John. You know, maybe he's not the most flashy, but I think that's. I think people like that about him. I don't. Need he's him got to a be. slow burn to him, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Not... yeah. Um, Can I say something stupid? Sure. Do we not realize that John Snow is the only person in this entire show who we've never heard swear? No, he swore. Oh, no, our, our modern swearing. Oh yeah, he says like their yeah. swear words. Kit has pointed this out but... too. I think. Yeah, like now yeah. Sam has even said, "Open the fucking gate." But John doesn't curse Every- in the books either. He's he's not he's like he's not that type of person. He's not a bleeding poet, guys. Oh, he's not a bleeding oh, poet. Oh, he's really yeah, not a poet. There was a really nice there was a really nice detail when we were looking at like first person shooter Egret view where she I was like shooting people. Yeah, everybody looked like John. They did. Yeah, they all yeah. did. That's what I was thinking. I noticed really that too. Lookalikes. Yeah, because yeah. it's like she was she was looking for him. I, I liked that. That was nice. You know I didn't who else looked like? That. I noticed. You know who else looked like John? The who? the cook. Yeah, the he did. Yeah, I totally saw that. Yeah. Snow. <laughs> I <laughs> saw him. I was glad I was like, he was yeah. fighting people with the soup. But the, yeah, I, I mean that's great. Like it's kind of like you know defending yourself, and I love the fact that they're they're not. Soldiers, I didn't know why they were guys. suddenly in in the kitchen. They broke through the but... door. Yeah, they broke in. Yeah, yeah, but I was like, why are you in the kitchen? They got like, hungry. That didn't compute to me. I was like, go kill. <laughs> Why are you in the kitchen? Like, Battle snacks, Rachel. <laughs> Battle snacks. That's like, that's like, you know, a secondary target. That's not a first, that's not a first wave target. <laughs> well, you can go slam somebody hungry. with a leg of lamb. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, can we talk about Gilly my, dis- my upset, mean. why I'm upset about Grenon Pip so much? <laughs> yes, sure. yes. I, my biggest issue with it is the fact that, um, later on when John becomes Lord Commander, like that he has to separate himself from his friends. And, and I think that's part of his growing up and 
Yeah. And it bothers me that they've taken this away from him. Like, you know, he wants to be with his friends, but he knows he has to keep himself separate. And now they've taken... Like, I don't know how they're going to present that later on. And, he still and has I, friends. Dollar think, said. Dollar I think said. what they're going to do is... No, he's not going to... I think what Sam was saying, and we kind of looked at each other, when Gilly's like, I'm not going to let anybody send you away. I think that's going to be... Yeah. John doing that, and that's going to be like a really tough, tough thing for him. Well, I don't mind. Sending, yeah, I think there's they, still people for him to send anyway. away, so I'm not so yeah, worried yeah, about yeah. that. And also, I don't think they would have kept that part anyway. I mean, let's be honest, they're going to get so many new people coming to the wall for next season, they wouldn't have been able to keep Pip and Gren. Like, they just I know, wouldn't. but these are, but these are. These are his friends from the beginning. These are his yeah, support. And but all of a sudden, Ed was too. Which is why it's sad and, that they died. Right, and that's yeah, why. I but mean, it's also sad when they're alive and that he cannot connect with them anymore. I think that's. I think well, that's yeah, sadder. I think, I think that has more, that's more compelling more. than their yeah. death. He could make friends with Tormund. Well, and he also is like going to send that. away Ed. So he's still yeah. going to send people yeah. away. I mean, he's going to send I away think, Sam and Ed, and you know, I think there's other people. Considering that that nothing has really happened with them in the books since he sent them away. Like, yeah. it's kind of nice that they got a proper ending rather than just disappearing. Yeah. He'll have less Katie people did. to vote for him for Lord Commander, though. Exactly. There's that, too. Well, I don't know who's left. It seems like there's five dudes. No, yeah, there's other people on top. Like, who are they going to do it? There's, yeah, there's, uh, there's I'm Sam, really curious there's John, see... there's Ed, and the six people behind Ed. <laughs> they blew up. <laughs> No, they didn't all blow them. They didn't all blow themselves up. There were all those people surrounding Tormund, so there's a ton of Night's Watch people still left. And let's not forget East Watch by the Sea yeah. and, the Sha- and the Shadow Tower. Yeah, they have, that's They're true. also included in, in the voting. So there's 15 and, um, people left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of really, right. I'm really curious to see how they're going to handle that. If they are going to just like unanimously elect him in episode 10 after he comes back, or if like. They're going to no, do I it next season, and it's going to take a little while. Season. I think at this point it's going to be next season because they still have to do Stannis. They have to finish this battle. I think it's, it's going to end so with Stannis at the wall. Yeah, I think it's going to end with Stannis at the wall, too. All the things that we think are going to happen next next episode, they're not happening. Like, I, I'm at this point, because they have so much to do, and apparently Stannis is coming in the next episode, I don't think we're getting Stoneheart. We might no, not we have, have to get Stoneheart. If we don't get Stoneheart, someone's getting batted the we fuck out. We might not even get Tywin. We are getting, no, Tywin. getting Tywin. Tywin. They have to do Tywin. We're getting, um, I listen to, uh, not to spoil anything, I listen to the soundtrack. There are certain tracks in it that align with certain scenes that you got, you know. So I don't like, want to I mean, we know gold or strong and cold or whatever. No, there are certain, there are certain like tracks and you listen to them. It's clearly about certain characters and things that we want to happen. I want to know how long uh, next episode is. Somebody said 90 minutes, but I don't think that's No, is. I've heard 75, and I've heard, and the thing I found online was 66. It's definitely going to be longer yeah, because they, they made, uh, didn't they make Veep a double episode this past week? Yeah, they did. So Veep is so, done. Yeah, it was the finale. Yeah, so that so I I have a feeling it's going to run longer because they they've cleared that space out. That's so that it's going to be exhausting. It's going to be like, hey, you know that whole that whole episode that was a battle. We're still going to battle, bitches. <laughs> I mean, because we. I think that's I no, think that's on. cool though. It's exciting. Yeah. It's like a continuation of it. Like I you know I think that's going to be cool. It's like yeah, we're still here. The battle's still going on. Not it's like okay, now we're back to like King's Landing stuff. That was kind of like a one yeah. episode <laughs> off thing. No, this is like still a fucking big deal. Sorry, do you, you know, my cursing. Do you think we're going to get, like, Val? I mean, I know you guys keep telling not me Not this no, season. Oh. Uh, we're not getting her this season. 
Can I say Come something? On. I was having a conversation with somebody today, and she said to me, so do you think that, you know, because Tormund got captured, he's the new Val? No. Fuck <laughs> no. Wait, no. That, who's the new Val? He's what? not as pretty. Oh, no, I said that. I well, said Megan that. said that. No, and somebody I, else? Oh, you guys No, Megan that. wrote it in the podcast notes, and I said, what, is Stannis going to offer up Tormund to marry John? Oh, <laughs> they think he'd still be funny. kissed by fire. I mean, I meant more in the peacekeeper role. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I took it to a different level. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens. Uh-huh. I still like how Tormund was like still fighting, and John just like nonchalantly goes and just like shoots him. Shoots him with the I think, bow. I think he had like fifteen thing. arrows sticking out of him. He was like friggin' Boromir. That's because he's Tormund. Boromir only fist. took three. <laughs> yeah, not in like the books. The... In the books, he took like seven. Okay. Uh. No, I actually, there was that one scene, the scene where they're all coming down the elevator and they're all like waiting. And then like John is basically like, I don't need ground. And Amy like jumped out and did that like little rolly thing. And then like the behind him, you thing. see the elevator finally hit and the doors <laughs> open and all of his friends are out. That was the lamest, dorkiest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> I, don't, I think it was cool. I like it. He just came out and he's like, okay, somebody knows what they're doing. It was like, ride. parkour! And then he just yeah. kind of like, did a fucking cartwheel. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Yo? I like just thing. wanted to look cool. He was jealous of Oberyn's flips. He's but like, he I gotta do something cool awesome. He was doing it and everyone behind him was just standing like, there. But then there? everybody behind him cool. is not Castle-bred, trained but by But they weren't, Roderick like, Cassell. freaking out. What, was Roderick Cassell teaching them parkour? No, but, like, John no, 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 but that's... an agile young man, you know? It's, like, somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing, you know, is actually, like, you know, somebody who's trained. You know, I get that, but it's, like, the people behind him were, like, not yelling, not agitated. They filed out of the elevator like it was a real Single elevator. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know what they were thinking? They were like, this fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, we're, like <laughs> he looked like a jerk. I was fine with it because I kind of wonder if he did it also in a way to be the first person out. Because the first person out's the one in most in danger, basically. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, come get me. Oh. I'm sure that there was a reason for it when they blocked it out, but I laughed at it. They were probably thinking, cool. oh, please uh, let them aim at him now since we'll just stay here in the elevator where it's safe. <laughs> but... But then Egret, she had her whole parkour thing yeah, too. Yeah, where she's where like she was going like, down that that area. Yeah, that was fucking so badass. I'm sorry. So much rolling around. <laughs> hey, when Tyrion did it in the books, I didn't hear anybody complaining. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then how you were? I'm sorry, not to get on topic, but like in Dance with Dragons, how George tried to like pretend like, well, he was. Oh, I was trained with my uncle. Like he told me how to do cartwheels. <laughs> I know, but it was like <laughs> well, he's supposed to be like able to do handstands and stuff. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty. And his uncle or... gets yeah, freaked but, out. His, but, his father gets freaked yeah, out because he's but like every other moment almost. in the book, he's like my stunted legs and I'm waddling and like yeah. <laughs> my joints are sore. It's like all of a sudden George remembers that he wrote that scene in that John chapter so many years ago in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Did we want to talk about John getting like face planting into that animal? Oh, that fucking fight that with the Fen. Fucking... That was just upsetting. Oh. I felt like, okay, great, we're gonna get like a hero fight, and he just got the shit kicked out of him. But he still won. Oh. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He Somebody killed him. That fight for him. No, no, no. No, he, he hit he him with the hammer. hammer he picked up the hammer yeah. and he smashed it into yeah, his head. Was it wasn't the Fen like distracted by someone else? No, no. no. John spit in his face no. and then stuck yeah. the hammer in his yeah, head. Yeah, John was playing dirty. He learned from uh, Carl Tanner, whatever that dude's name is, and Craster's Keep. All right, fine, I'll <laughs> forgive him. The yeah, Legend the of Jin Alley. 
the distraction there was that I just agree. We were looking at that fight through her eyes because she was like, do I shoot John or do I, or do shoot, I shoot the Fen? Yeah, like do I thought I she was going to shoot the Fen. I thought because she said that she Me was going to kill anyone who, who went who who went after him. And so it would have made sense. And the fact that she didn't do it, I was like, well, that was a lie. Yeah, that's I kind of <laughs> like that she did it. I like that it was like John's John's kill. This the smile that he gave her was fucking heartbreaking. I can't handle I it. Ugh. Oh, Everything about it was heartbreaking. Um, it was great. My only, my only, like, I guess, issue with the Thens is that the guy, um, Joseph Gad, whatever, the one that gets killed by Sam, the Then Ward, all his scenes I feel were cut. He was not in the battle. I didn't see him. Yeah. He was just like, he, like she runs up to Sam to kill him, and that was it. I'm like, where well, that, were you that when was all this perfect, was going on? Right, and that was their perfect chance to, like, explain a little bit more about skin changing. So but, that Rachel, we're getting Faramir next season for some inexplicable happening? reason. Yeah, yes. they're, they're Faramir's six him, skins yeah. and his stupid tigers and shit. His because shadow bear, or up. shadow cat and snow bear. Yeah, they need to fucking set up gonna, the whole he's idea. He's going to look like a character out of Narnia. He's just going to have these yeah. fucking zoo animals walking around. Can I ask you a question, guys? Yeah. Is John warging into um, ghosts in that scene? Because usually when we see the perspective of the dire wolf, isn't it usually when, like, I, I, Bran I, is in, like, summer? So is it, like, a situation where, like, John warged into him? That's I interesting. I think that was, hey, it's cheaper if we do it this way. Yeah, I don't think oh, I don't yeah. think it was him warging because if he did, then he could have just, like, been standing there and someone would have stabbed him because he wasn't in control yeah. of his own body. <laughs> right. yeah. I, was just, I was just wondering because, you know... They, when they ever they do that in the in the show, it's usually like Bran is like within summer skin. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I think that was, was just cheaper. them being like, oh, it's cheaper. Well, because then he said, I need him more than I need you. Well, clearly, like, okay. Ghost cost like a trillion dollars a yeah. second because yeah. they yeah. only ever have him on for like two seconds at a time, and then he's always fucking abandoning his master. He's the worst dire wolf. <laughs> in the world Ever. he's like sitting there like peeing on a rock or like licking his butt <laughs> and john's getting his ass handed to him by a fen it was... he is the willow he is will he's like bored now and then just like fucks yeah, off yeah he just fucks off it's like you you suck <laughs> uh, you know i love i love ghosts just talking about him peeing that just reminds me of that scene in dance with like the sticks and the guy's heads are on like the sticks and ghost just walks off and just takes a piss <laughs> oh my god um, i'm dumb and i thought they were talking about amen I was like, why do you need Eamon? What's he going to do? Die? What is this? And then Ghost comes out, and I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. And I, okay. No, me, I was just like, I don't remember I them like, capturing anybody. Who's in jail that they need to release? Like, yeah, I was confused during that scene. Because why was he, he locked up at all? Because he's that's what I told, him, told him a couple episodes ago. He's like, lock him up, or he's part of Hobbes' stew. And that's, that's why he locked bullshit. him up. Yeah. I'd, be like, I'd be like, try to put him in the stew. Go ahead. Well, and John was on top of the wall, so I assume when John's not down at Castle Black, he would keep him locked up because you don't want anyone hurting him, but you don't want ghosts hurting anyone else. I guess so, but that was just, I don't like it. Don't lock him up. What did you guys think of the tracking shot? I loved it. That was pretty cool. I thought I I, I liked it a lot. I still feel like I missed it even the second time I watched it. I missed it. It was just a little CGI Fantastic. It was it, it was great and how the music cues actually change when it like goes to stir like the music changes. No, I know goes... I noticed because I was like, "What? I don't like this music." <laughs> the, I did see, not the like thin theme is in my head all the time now. No, I, I like, like it. I don't know what that says about you, Jess. Like bad Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and then, like, the, the final song where it was basically the Honey I Shrunk the Kids theme song. 
No, that's a, it was a mixture of the song Watchers on the Wall and, and his love theme yeah. mixed well, together. It was, sounded exactly like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I, I guess I, I haven't seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That. I, didn't I don't remember that one. Yeah, the last scene is a mixture of like John's love theme and the song Watchers on the Wall. And I love that Ellie, it's a change from the books, but I do like that he's like sacrificing himself. Like it's his decision to go treat with Mance. I like that. Yeah. So he's to. coming off a little bit of kind of like dicky. A little bit. Well, really? a little bit of a dick. I mean, like, he, he's at the point where he's like, he's like no one else here can it. make good decisions. I'm not even going to inform anybody about what I'm doing. I'm just going to go do it. Rachel, I don't think you've that read a it. Dance with Dragons, right? I, I think it was more so, like, self-sacrificing. <laughs> he has nothing to lose. He doesn't care anymore. And he's kind of like in the book by that point. Like, he's basically lost everything. He's just kind of wandering around aimlessly. He's like a broken. You even see it in that torment scene. Like, he's like, torment is over. Let's just, like, stop. I like that scene. Yeah, yeah I mean, like he walks away and too. he's like, "I, ah, you should have." Yeah, oh, so that was heartbreaking. Broken. That he's line. He's dead. It. Yeah, I'm gonna cry right now. I'm sorry, guys. He's like dead <laughs> inside. Well, can I just also talk about the proactive decision that John's making? Because yeah, I actually wonder sure. if Dan and Dave are like those other fanboys that don't like John because they feel a lot of stuff happens to him, but like he doesn't really take an active part in it. Because I know that's why a lot of people don't like John. They're like, well, no, Corn oh, made the decision oh, for yeah. him. Oh, he's like passive, yeah. right? And it's kind of like the same argument against Sansa that they have. Yeah, so I wonder if right. Dan and Dave are kind of like, well, we are going to make John be more proactive in a sense. Because there is, I mean, it's, I mean, I just, I don't necessarily agree with those people that make that argument about John, but I can kind of see where they're coming from. So I, I think, like yeah, it. I think George wrote him very explicitly to not be power hungry. And I don't he, think he's power hungry. No, he's, no not, he's not. But he's I think not. that like he wanted it. He didn't want anybody to be able to look at him and say, John is taking power. He's always handed power and he's always taken any, and anything he does take, he takes very reluctantly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, that makes sense because of the way he grew up, knowing that his brother was always going to be the one to be, and he was just going to be the bastard. And again, because it takes away from the decision when Stannis offers him Winterfell. Exactly. But I don't know. We'll see. Anything? Uh, let's keep going. Uh, I want to close it up. So we have to go to uh, what we're looking forward to. So we've talked a little bit about episode 10. Uh, we're uh, going to get the, Mance. We're going to get Mance. We're going to get the white fight. Brand's chapter from A Dance of Dragons. We better get Stoneheart. Bloodraven. And getting, the three-eyed crow, man and roots. Yeah, we're getting. We're yes, getting I did all see. I did see the casting announcement or the the Emmy for yeah, makeup. Yeah, that's the yeah. Sue oh, God, posted it to her Tumblr. Oh, that I was missed hilarious. that completely. I didn't man and roots. I man with it. Man, I know, it's like, man with roots or man. Yeah, with something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was shit. definitely roots. Um, but you know what makes me sad though? They didn't mention any like prosthetics or anything for Leaf. I swear, if she's just like a plain like child, I'm gonna be very annoyed. I don't think she's, she's gonna be a child. Gonna... I think it's gonna be a, a, a grown woman. No, like, I think no, they cast a, a girl. girl. Oh, is it because I, I remember reading somewhere they were gonna do an adult as as Leaf, and I was like, what? Yeah, it would have been, been nice if they got a little person to play her. Been nice. I thought there were reports that there was gonna be a lot of makeup for the children. I hope so. I mean, I'm already upset. I'm not gonna get into it, but like, I hope they do it so they look like fantasy, like. Do you know what I mean? That they're otherworldly. Because I love that element of it. It's like, here's like the magic is. It's like, yes. I, feel I like mean, I'm, they might they I, might be uh, hesitant just because like the, if, if they give us Stoneheart, that's like magic. And then they're going to have the guy with roots coming out of his and they're gonna have eye. They're going to have, yeah. And they're going to have Blood Raven. And that's a little weird. And like they're, they have to, they're walking a fine line because a lot of their fans 
are like, this show is the grittiest, most realistic, you know, everyone's fighting and their heads are coming off. Oh my God. (laughs) And like, even the dragons, like the dragons aren't like Lord of the Rings dragons. They're very, you know, they're lizards. So, you know, and next season we're going to get people taking their faces off and like Melisandre, (laughs) every other thing she does is just going to be ridiculous. And I think that they're trying, they might be trying to tone down the magic wherever they can. I hope all. they don't. I hope they're building it up now. Well, here's I think the thing. look at the people who were with us at the event yesterday. That's <laughs> the audience that they're mostly got. I mean, like you have the fan people who are just there with you, and they're always going to be there, and that's who they thought they were playing to. But now they have everybody else who just, you know, I think Rachel's right. right and on that. the yeah. people who are like, oh, duh, I don't, I don't do fantasy. Yeah, yeah it's such like, an obnoxious pet peeve. My friend is reading a, a sci-fi novel. And I'm just reading the back cover of his book, whatever. First of all, it says, like, science fiction on it. And then I'm reading the back covers. I'm like, dude, you're reading sci-fi? He's like, it's not sci-fi. It's a dystopian novel. And, like, I'm reading oh, it. Does he not understand dystopia like, is part of sci-fi? The, yeah. yeah. No. You speculative know, like, fiction falls ex- under science fiction. Exactly. And there's like, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, I hate people who are like that. Who Like, I don't like the fantasy elements of it. Well, this book is in the sci-fi and fantasy section. George is a genre writer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, people... Like, sunglasses on deal with it that's when people like freaked out about the shadow baby they're like what is this exactly i don't and know what to do with went this a very long time before doing anything else like magic-y. yeah do you guys Whoa. speaking of the dragons do you guys think that we're gonna get the the child killing thing because i they, think so just because the description yeah the the description said like danny faces harsh realities and they did have the dragons in the promo. Like, yeah. I hope so. Because it was just like, no one gives a shit that you lost your sheep. No one really gives a fuck. But if it's your child, well, I mean, it's a bit different. They yeah. do. They should pay it off this season since they started with the sheep. Yeah. Yeah. So and it would be nice. You can't throw money at that. Like, she threw money at the sheep being lost. You can't do that with a kid. And right. She needs and I think to realize, they're also you know. going to want to drive home the fact that she doesn't have Jorah anymore. So she's, yeah. just, she's not going to have anyone to turn to to be like, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah, I could, I could see a scene of her just, like, looking, like, to her right-hand side and realizing that he's not there. And then yeah. I regret mm-hmm. on her uh, Because Barristan's just going to be like, whatever you want, my lady. Yeah, and that's going to be... Yeah. Put on a yellow shirt. <laughs> he's so ridiculous. No, I, li- the I like him. The I like him. He's standing there right next to her. He'll be like, who's that? No, I like <laughs> so Barristan. He's just not a, a good guy that way. Rachel. Scott has Mokendak. What? I don't know who the shape hate is. I need to reread A Dance of Dragons. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a lot of important people wandering around Marine, and the shape pay is one of them. Okay. <laughs> the shape pay is the one that first shaves his head to, like, prove that he's changed. Hence and the then he's the one that has the, the brazen beasts with all yeah. of their, like, animal the masks. time all the time. And yeah. He's probably the harpy. I, have I thought no Tywin was I the harpy. Tywin's well, yeah. Dead. Tywin's not, de- Tywin's not dead yet. So who do you think, I'm not, not to get off topic, Mr. Eamon's uh, lady was? Was it Olenna Tyrell? Yeah. I was, that's Tyrell. what I was hoping it was. Yeah, I she talked so about him already. That's the connection. Oh, that's she already mentioned him. Yeah, like, With I the ludicrous silver hair. <laughs> ludicrous. With the ludicrous silver hair, yeah. Oh my god. And we, Aemon's trying to be like, well, I was hot once. Somebody needs to make a gift set. And I like how we called Sam out in that. What, you think I'm old? I don't like, yeah, yeah, I know. don't feel things? Like, how dare you? <laughs> that was a cute scene. It was a good scene. Yeah. 
Um, there were so right. many good scenes. So we're going to get Blood Raven. Um, that's, so we're looking forward to that. We're, we're looking, getting Leaf. We're getting a white fight. Yeah, we're getting that. We're, Hopefully um, Arya finally gets on a fucking boat. Yeah, Arya will get yeah. on a boat. Yeah. Hopefully her Arya last, like run towards the sea. Her last scene <laughs> will be her on a boat. What about Brienne and Pod? That's There's debatable because yeah. it all depends on what they do with Stoneheart and where they want them to go next season. I can't I don't see know. them meeting up with Stoneheart yet. I think it's going to be a Stoneheart really. How else are they reveal. going to just? Are they just going to vacuum intro Stoneheart? She's just going to be wandering around. No, I no, think, I think, I think no, 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 they, they will. But yeah, I think they need to do the hanging prize thing. That's it's a callback yeah. to last season. We can have you know Jess and Megan's magical Stark montage that will never happen, and then you know we have. Stoneheart. I think it will. That's going to happen. That is happening. Probably. Yeah, they'll be wearing "I'm with the band" like... shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that that big order. <laughs> Gosh, I've been wondering about guys? that. I would like March? to because we haven't seen her in a while. She wasn't yeah, at the trial by combat. I still am angry that Loras is not in the King's Guard. They still haven't addressed Cersei's wedding. That's but... how he's going to get out of the marriage. Don't no, worry. I know, I know, but like, it's just weird, like. It's another, like, weird dropped plot, like, oh, she was supposed to get married. I know there's a lot of things that have happened since then, but it's like, okay. So, guys, you ready to shed more tears next week for Shay? Because I know I am. It's just, like, these last three episodes. I don't know, guys. I'm going to cry for Tywin. Oh, not me. Oh, that's going to be hard, because I think, like, two seconds after she dies, Tywin's going to die. So it's going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) Only if he can cry tears of gold to go with his shedding gold. I'm gonna cry for the harpy. Uh, well, I mean, fuck it. Next, I mean, next season we are we are officially fucked, right? I yeah, mean, we're we're unsullied at this point. Oh, I mean, with certain storylines, still certain things that'll be there. Greyjoys, we're gonna pick up all the Greyjoys. So we've got yeah. Jamie going to Dorne for some inexplicable reason. We'll have Tyrion traveling around forever. That's what Brienne yeah, and Pod think- have to do. They're gonna have to go to Dorne. Well, no, I think the Jamie Dorn thing, I, it was a smokescreen. I think that was just some bullshit sides that they did to get the auditions out of the way. But even in the even in the stupid cast description thing, it was like, Obara will fight someone, a main character who's not there in the books or whatever it's said. I forget. Still doesn't have to know. be Jamie. I, hey, geek confession, I still don't know the names of all the Sand Snakes. Uh, that's... Avara, Nymeria, Tyene, Sorella, Elia, Elia. Bella, well, Rachel, you Lareza, don't need to know Yeah, who's your you don't favorite? need to know them. Just ask Jenny. Like, the, I don't need yeah. to memorize anything ever again. My favorite Jenny, Sand please Snake please is the ugly tall one that kills people. Obara? Obara. Yeah. yeah, mine's Sorella. I, I like the fact that there's like a woman who's like studious and into like studying things. Oh, Sorella that's not going to be on the show? Yeah. Well, I just like that because I just feel like there's not that no, many I like women her who are her bookish like that. Is that Alaris? The yeah, do the Sphinx. Town? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, we've gotten through this episode, and uh, we flagrantly did not adhere to the rules set up by our sponsor. So I guess we won't have that sponsor again. Uh, but you know, we're always looking for new ones, so that's no problem. Uh, all right. Well, with that, I'm going to end us on our traditional toast to Jon Snow. To Jon Snow. Snow. Jon Snow. Bye. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath that Lord.
what george does he like picks a phrase and thinks it's the most clever thing ever words and are wind constantly oh my god i'll kill both of you yeah well nuncle drives me crazy too minutes. i hate nuncle <laughs> i will be over there in 30 minutes hold on you can't make it here in 30 minutes she don't she've been to my house because i'm closer <laughs> that's true i will get a car service i do not care 